and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Schism. Today we're putting out a special emergency broadcast. Oh yes. As there's been some recent developments regarding the next stage of the pandemic, oh, yeah. the likes of Bill Gates has referred to as Pandemic 2. The sequel. The Vaccinator 2. In quarantine, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> no, but he hinted at it, didn't he? In the past interview, the now infamous interview, yes. where he said, what I call this Pandemic 1, referring to the COVID pandemic. I mean, who calls something Pandemic 1 when it's... Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you wouldn't call the first Terminator movie Terminator 1. It's called The Terminator. Exactly. Or I'm maybe not... when the sequel comes out, people refer to it as Terminator 1, but you don't go in as Terminator 1. Not unless you were wanting to be able to anticipate a sequel. <laughs> like, you knew there was going to be a sequel, so you would call it... Yeah, it's like Bill just couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Like, he couldn't hold it in. He was just like, well, I call this Pandemic 1. But uh, when Pandemic 2 hits, well, I think then people will pay attention. Okay. Okay, well, you could argue that the most recent developments in the news have definitely got our attention now, Bill. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, they all point towards Pandemic 2, which, let's face it, is... The fallout from the V. Yeah. It's the fallout from the jabs. And in the words of David Icke, if something comes out of nowhere and is suddenly everywhere, it's the agenda. What's been everywhere recently, a new super strain of AIDS Mm. is now rife all across Europe, in the Netherlands particularly, and this is the new thing that we have to be afraid of now. Before, it was the different variants of COVID. It was Delta, it was Omicron. Mm -hmm. It was, let's face it, a lot of the same old, same old. But we always knew that when Pandemic 2 reared its ugly head, it was going to have to be something completely new. It couldn't just be another COVID variant. If this is the thing that you've got to blame the injuries from the vax on, this has got to be more than COVID. This has got to be more than something with a 99% recovery rate. Like it's going to be something serious. Like we said, the common cold, which is pretty much what coronavirus has been compared to, because that's what the coronavirus is, is a common cold. This is going to dwarf it. Absolutely. It's going to have to. So it's basically this new highly uh, virulent strain of HIV. For anyone out there who doesn't know, it is the immunodeficiency virus, which basically attacks a human's immune system and can make you quite ill if you pick up common colds and stuff like that. We've had quite a few reports on this, but one that really drew my attention, which is off the Nature website, um, and they're talking about this is a highly transmissible strain. And apparently, in their report, they've led to believe us that this has been around in the Netherlands for decades. For decades? Yeah, which is odd, I think. You know, why have we never heard of this? This is The report says apparently this has been around for a while, but no one's ever told us about a new strain of HIV, which apparently is twice as powerful. A super strain. A super strain. You know, it's going to drop your white blood cell count, which is called the CDT count, twice as fast. But then you've you've seen information which is the complete contrary to that. It's saying that actually for decades, the 
HIV counts are going down. Somewhere. Yeah. Well, this was this was another interesting part of the document. They said apparently since two thousand and ten, this highly viral virulent strain has actually been on the decrease. HIV itself is quite dangerous, but everyone knows now you can actually live with it. We know that people don't actually really die of HIV or AIDS. It's just after the body now gets quite sick, the common cold can kill you because you don't have a working immune system to fight it off. If this new highly virulent strain is actually twice as powerful, before, most people apparently are on a sort of schedule within seven years, if you've got HIV, after seven years, there's a panic timeline where you could possibly develop AIDS. Well, imagine if that timeline now was half that. And we know once you get AIDS, your immune system has crumbled then. So now, imagine being told, in three years, HIV, this strain could develop into full-blown AIDS, which, which makes you very ill then. You are very, very ill then. So we were discussing one part about this interesting study is, where's the how'd you get your part? Well, this is the one thing. Where's the what? How'd you get your part? I mean, how's this tie into, everyone's wondering, how's this really tie into what's going on at the moment? Well, it was the frightening study that we realised about who was the most inoculated or COVID jabbed country in Europe. It's the Netherlands. So the highest jab uptake has been in the Netherlands in Europe. And then if you look further afield, the highest jab rates across the world are in Israel because they're on jab number four. Mm. Jab number four. (laughs) (laughs) They keep coming. (laughs) And they have the highest soaring death rates due to COVID, in inverted commas, in the world. But they're on the fourth jab. Don't really think it's working. (laughs) Well, there's a big correlation there that someone's missed out. Imagine seeing the graph. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... Oh, amount of jabs on one side. It's just your classic, you know, your classic two-sided graph. Amount of jabs on one side and then the amount of sick people on the other side. <laughs> Woo! Oh, it's like a rocket. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not looking good, is it? Because, you know, Israel have got the high soaring death rates of what they're saying is COVID. And then you've got Netherlands, which is the highest jab uptake in Europe. And then suddenly they've got the largest soaring AIDS cases or HIV cases in 40 years. Which is totally out there. And for the first time ever, more straight people have even got it than Than gay gay people. So we've seen this on social media for a bit, but now it's kind of gone official. It's been in the Metro, which is like a UK free paper that's distributed on the underground. And... Sure, it's been in the tabloids. Prince Harry has now come out yeah. and made his position known. He's obviously like an ambassador for the AIDS HIV charity that I'm guessing his mum was involved in and he's sort of carried on. Since leaving the royal family, it's like we've heard more from Harry than ever. Yeah. It's like the little turd's suddenly been like a mouthpiece for climate change, a mouthpiece for the COVID agenda. And then now he's suddenly like, his words, it's everyone's duty. Duty. Duty to go out and get a HIV test. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean... My duty to do what? Go out and get a HIV test? Are you mental? Well, this is unheard of because, guys, when have we ever had to go out and start getting tested for HIV? (laughs) That's a bit wild. You feel like saying, okay, Harry, I'll get a HIV test if you go out and get a DNA test. Because we all know that you look a little bit similar to someone that's not Charles. It looks like Mr. Hewitt. Hmm, remarkably so. Remarkably so. A very freckled appearance. Yeah, that's the deal, Harry. 
I get a HIV test if you go and get a DNA test, yeah? How does yeah. that sound? Well, like we said, I mean, the average person hasn't gone out and got tested for HIV since 1986. <laughs> Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls were still in the charts. <laughs> it's like the biggest spike in 40 years. Like, yeah, 40 years. Literally. Oh, and it's just happening now. No, at the time that goes... The fallout from the vax is happening. I know. Just a coincidence. Yeah. Now AIDS is back. And Prince Harry is leading the charge. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. Prince Harry, that's been a mouthpiece, like I said, for every agenda that has come along since leaving the Royals. It's almost like that was like the deal. I want to leave the Royals. There's some conditions, Harry. It's true. You know what? We saw a good quote from Gareth Ike that made us both chuckle and said, you can take Harry out of the cult, but you can't take the cult out of Harry. Yeah, it really is at the point now where if it, it like if it's coming out of Prince Harry's mouth, you're like, oh, this is part of the cult agenda. Like, climate change! And now he's like, everyone go out and get your HIV test. He's like, okay, so is this the next pandemic too? Is well, this it? Harry said it is official. It was strange the fact that it actually fell on HIV Awareness Week. Month. I month, think. rather. I was unaware of it before this yeah. point. Yeah. It's not like I knew it was HIV Testing Month. I mean, I know when Children and Need is on. Everyone knows when that's on. But HIV Testing Month, that's not something I'm really up to date with so it almost feels like they slipped it in just at the right convenient time yeah harry will say it and it won't be weird because it is weird let's face it it's weird that the prince is suddenly telling you to go out and get hiv test prince harry said so (laughs) he's like what it's just so bizarre (laughs) there has to be a bit of a tie-in like well no he's linked to hiv and aids charities isn't he carrying on his mum's good work you know it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. I mean, it doesn't really make sense. It's fucking mental. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, prince is yeah, telling yeah. me to go and get a HIV test. Should I get the other STDs as well checked, Harry, whilst I'm at it? Herpes, chlamydia. Well, we said think about the reach that Prince Harry has. Oh, the reach around. Oh, the, oh, the, hello. the royal reach. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. But no, it's, it's like he's got a lot of reach. Even though oh. he's left the royal family, he's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like the reach, Harry's reach. Okay, God. But yeah, you know, he's, he's got. You can say reach, I just won't laugh. <laughs> Alright, well, you know, Harry's got a lot of reach still. I mean, he might have left the royal family, but you can imagine he's still a mouth, mouthpiece for the cult. Um, he's still going to serve certain agendas. Don't have to suit him. For all we know, like a lot of these people, actually could just have a gun to their head. And then they could just be... Just say it, Harry. Say the words. I don't want to say it. Pandemic 2, Bill says so. I don't want to say it. So, you know, we don't really know, but we do know he has a lot of influence. I think he's now moved over to the States. So whatever he's saying to the Metro is also going to be picked up. Oh, yeah. Like, I've stayed in America a lot. When I was there, I couldn't believe the amount the royals were in the papers, like the equivalent of the tabloids over there. It was like royal family crazy, more so than even here in Britain. I was like, wow, they're obsessed with the royals. So if Prince Harry says something like this, it will make its way to all the newspapers in America, all the tabloids in America, all the gossip magazines, they'll all be saying, oh, Prince Harry said this about go out and get your HIV test. And even in China, and I'll tell you how I know that, because my partner is Chinese, her mum and dad live in Austria, but they only are interested in Chinese news. And when I mentioned about Camilla, oh, now because the Queen has now announced 
further confirmation in my belief that the Queen is possibly dead, by the way, but the Queen has now apparently come out and said, when I pass, yeah, when you pass, <laughs> one uh, foot in the grave. <laughs> you are only there, love. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah, so she's announced that Camilla will be heir to the throne. Yeah. Camilla will be queen once she's gone. It won't be Harry, won't be William, it won't be Charles. Anyway, uh, when uh, I met... I certainly didn't think it was going to be Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> King nods. <laughs> but the point is, her parents that only watch Chinese news, they knew about the Camilla thing. So even they're hearing about the, what the royals have said in the news in China. So if Prince Harry says to me, it might seem quite throwaway, especially to people that live in England. Oh, so what oh, if Harry said it? Who's listening to him anymore? Yeah, yeah. He's not even a royal anymore. Yeah. But this news of him saying it travels far and wide. This is oh, reaching yeah. everywhere from, a, the, from the States to China. Okay, so you actually mentioned it before, that the Metro, once again, that rag. The Metro. If it's in the Metro, you know it's official. Oh, yeah. Passed around the London underground like a shit rag. Pick one up, you know about a hundred people have read it before you. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> They're the ones that actually came out with the article that was said that more straight people are catching HIV than gay men for the first time in a decade. Obviously, it was a decade again. Oh, what, in the last ten years, the correlation to the same time that we were told this new HIV, HIV variant was dropping. Ten years again? Okay. It, this decade thing keeps coming up. My point is... As you'd think in this climate, this isn't the 80s anymore, everyone. This isn't the first AIDS epidemic. We've seen what HIV has done to the world. So we're a lot smarter since then. You know, we know a lot more about contraception. We know how we get HIV drugs that actually can help manage people who get HIV. But to be told that HIV is rising for the first time in what? 40 years, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't escape the stats and you just think, well, why the hell is that? You're led to believe, well, that's because there's a super strain that's just emerged. What? For the first time in 40 years, corresponding exactly with what would be the fallout of the jab, and you're telling me that's a coincidence. Another interesting thing that came out recently was the Forbes report. And the report stated that researchers warn some COVID-19 vaccines could increase the risk of HIV infection. The new HIV super strain found in the Netherlands in 109 people. Ah, mm. uh, well, first, okay, this is the funny thing is, originally they told us in this study that this strain had been around for years. Decades. Decades, apparently, since the 90s. But now in Forbes, they're trying to say that this, you know what, this is a new thing, all of a sudden that they're expecting HIV increases, and yet all of a sudden we've got a conflict report saying, oh, we've done studies on 100 people in Netherlands, and we found a strain, but all the way, by the way, this is nothing new. But it made no mention in that first report anything to do with COVID, nothing to do with COVID vaccines increasing the chance of HIV infection. That previous report from Nature was just about, apparently, a super strain that had been living willy-nilly amongst the Netherlands community for the best part of two and a half, three decades. Oh, and we're just the first time we've heard of it. And, oh, and it's twice as powerful as the original HIV virus. So, I find it very conflicting. This might sound far-fetched to a lot of people to say that the fallout from the jab could be linked to this supposed 
super strain of HIV, but we were watching uh, some footage from the BBC, which has surfaced again, where they were talking through the mRNA jabs and they stated that it had fragments of HIV in the mRNA jabs. Mm. So it's not a giant leap, is it, to think that, okay, it contained fragments of HIV and then suddenly there's a super strain of HIV, which... We haven't seen the likes of for 40 years, apparently. And it's just happening at the same time that people would be getting the effects of of the shots, the shots that they had. That we know now, from looking back, oh, yeah, they said it had a tiny fragment of HIV, which we're guessing is to break down the existing immune system or something. Because we know that HIV is linked to... For what we understand about HIV? Yeah. Immune systems and, yeah, yeah again, just putting the pieces together, you kind of think, okay, well, there's been a lot of talk since the vax come out of it compromising your immune system and then now suddenly HIV's coming out. Oh, and we know that also affects the immune system. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're scientists or doctors. It's just this is simple doc-connecting. One thing that we said that you could understand of them putting HIV in a vaccine, and I thought this makes sense. We're not doctors, but if you think that it does create an immunodeficiency problem, then why wouldn't they put a thread or a strand or a fragment of HIV in this to get rid of or help get rid of the existing working immune system and to put in place or activate, as Robert Malone put it, the operating system that is mRNA into your body. If you think about it, you do have to get rid of your original working immune system. And what better virus for that in the world is something that we all know that's called HIV. I mean, one thing that frightens me, Reese, is if they told you when all these vaccines come out, mRNA technology contained a fragment of HIV. Just got a bit of HIV chucked in. What, HIV is in AIDS? Yeah, yeah, a bit of AIDS chucked in. Hang on, hang on. Are you mental? You're just a little bit, just a sprinkle. Just a sprinkle of HIV. This isn't a hundreds of thousands on my fucking cupcake. Why would you give me HIV? To compromise your immune system to the point, it's like problem, reaction, solution. To compromise your immune system, so you need mRNA. You need mRNA to survive. Yeah. Like it is the only option at that point, not for COVID, not for the common cold. Oh, no. It's ridiculous as a solution for that but it is a solution for the potential fallout from that yeah you're giving people the jabs that's causing the conditions for then mrna to actually be the answer to things are developed and then they're misused mrna actually looks like not in the covid jabs we're definitely not supporting that but in a world where someone actually had a completely defunct immune system and the only way of kick-starting that person's immune system was to give them something like with mRNA in it which would give them a, a new immune system that would replace their existing one which was shot to shit it would almost be like chemo like chemo is a terrible thing to go through it's an absolute last resort for people but they think well if I'm healthy enough it will it will basically kill all my cells but it will kill the cancer cells too and if yeah. I can survive that I can get through it no one wants to have chemo therapy no one but they do it because they're running out of options it's a last resort mrna could be something similar to that your immune system is nearly kaput well you get mrna to replace it and you can perhaps live on for however many years yes we can see a point to it there but 
replacing your perfectly healthy immune system, replacing it, your immune system when you didn't need to. It's like being forced to get chemotherapy because you might get cancer. You haven't got cancer, but you might get it, so you're going to have to go through the ordeal of getting chemo. You know, it's I, just mental. And think how bad all that stuff, that poison, they pump around your body to completely like wash all the cells out, right. which pretty much takes you to death's door anyway. I mean, chemo is almost like being taken to death's door. It is your last resort. But you wouldn't ever get that. You wouldn't put your body through that. So why have people gone out and got something as experimental? Because they didn't know. We weren't told. We were on trials. We had no idea. One of the things that worries me about it is if this is pandemic two, then, my God, it's like you can't say anything about COVID. And COVID is just like a respiratory disease. Try speaking out about AIDS. I mean, if this breaks and it's like a super strain of AIDS is killing people left, right and centre, and you try and come out and say, I don't believe this is what they're saying it is. I believe this is the fallout from the jab. People are going to be like, how disrespectful to everyone that's died from AIDS in the past. You're anti-LGBT. You're shitting on the graves of... Freddie Mercury. Like, yeah, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, you're not like, wrong. It's a mind. You can't say anything about COVID. Well, it's a minefield enough as it is with COVID, but try and explain to people HIV. Not that it's not real, but the HIV that is occurring has yeah, got right. nothing to do with sexual transmission. Although apparently we were told you can still transmit this by sexual transmission, so watch out. But what I was trying to get at was we know HIV. It's very recognisable. It's not something like COVID nineteen before, which we've never heard of, needed a 300 million PR campaign to support it. I can't say HIV is going to need. No, it already strikes fear into people's hearts. We've all seen Philadelphia. We've all seen Dallas Buyers Club. The funny thing about, I say, I don't want to say the funny thing about AIDS, but... No, but, <laughs> no you but, never want to say that. Say anything like that, but on a serious note, look how much in America HIV medication has increased in price in the last few years. Imagine a whole lot more just people that really need that medication just to, to get by normally. Ooh. I mean, that's a that's going to cost mm. the industry and there's going to be a lot of sick people out there who will not be able to afford that. It did make me think, is this also part of like the second culling? They tried to blame the first one on the virus, but really they were just giving a lot of old people medazlan hospitals. The manufactured first wave. The manufactured yeah. first wave. Yeah. I mean, I don't see that as even the first culling, although it, it was, but the numbers weren't that dramatic. I think that was just like, we need to kill X amount of people to manufacture a first wave to bring the plan onto the next stage. Yeah. But I think if there's any kind of a culling that is on its way, you could argue that it's already genocide. There, you know, let's face it, tens of thousands of people have already died from this. Hundreds of thousands have been injured. I mean, how many more people need to die before well, we start calling it what it is? Or genocide. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't felt the full fallout from this yet. But when that comes, they're going to have to blame it on something. And we've been wondering what that thing is going to be for a while. We talked about, oh, maybe it's going to be the Marburg virus. We knew it would have to be something new. Yes. It couldn't just be another strain of COVID. But now it suddenly looks like it's this super strain of AIDS. We've, all, we've seen the reports that said there's a likely chance that it could even give you 
the jab that could even give you it. But that's not too hard to deny when we find out that some of the jabs actually contain... It could be either or. It's like it could yes. even give the effects of it or it could actually cause this new strain yeah. that could be transmittable through sex or, or whatever else. We don't know at this stage. But the point is, it all points towards this being the pandemic too that Bill Gates warned us about. And, and to go back to that, if you haven't seen the clip, look it up. Bill Gates is talking about people not taking pandemic one, as he called it, seriously. Mm. And while pandemic two will get their attention and he's grinning and he's smiling and he's smirking in such a psychopathic way, like he knows what's coming and he knows that, oh, this will be yeah. serious. This will catch your attention. When we know about attention, this time he's going to use a word that we all are familiar with and it's HIV. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, this one will get your attention. This one will scare the shit out of you because you lot were so crazy and so scared about something that had a 99% recovery rate, something that was basically like a cold, and you lost your minds over it. Yeah. So how much are you going to lose your minds over a super strain of HIV? It is quite frightening. You know, and this should actually get people even more on alert, was the fact that Madonna... We know you, Moderna. They actually announced that they're working on a HIV vaccine. Ooh, good timing. Just as that looks like a lot of mm. people are about to get HIV. Strange coincidence. But that's come out exactly the same time that they're working on. And then it, bear in mind, the mRNA vaccine. Right, exactly. So the answer to this problem, reaction, solution is going to be more mRNA. Exactly. But this time around, it will actually kind of be the answer because, oh, well, if you've got a super strain of HIV or the effects of that, then probably the only answer would be more mRNA. Yeah. If the other options were just sit there and die, what are you going to do? It, it looks like a vicious cycle, but I'm afraid it's one that you could be trapped in. Potentially, yeah. Seriously. It could be like the worst subscription service ever. Yeah. You have to keep getting mRNA pumped into you to live. Well, we saw. And you were fine before. When we look actually at the studies, that who was actually funding the, the mRNA? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can guess. You can guess. Oh, yeah. It was Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation. Bill Gates, once again. To the rescue. Don't worry. We just gave you HIV, but we're going to fix it. Even though... It was never your problem in the first and I, place. And I think back to his TED talk where he's talking about multiple pandemics and that, that other news cast that we're talking about where he's like, pandemic too. This has been in the works from the very start. And we've been talking about it from the very start. Something big is going to come and they're going to blame it on a brand new thing, but it will be the fallout from the jabs. Yeah. Everyone in this community has been saying this from the start. Mm. So when this does start to come out, it's not a new thing. No. It's not a new, oh, right, you conspiracy theorists are saying this now. No, no, no. We've been saying this from the start. Yes, we haven't said necessarily it's going to be AIDS. No. But we were saying it's going to be something. They're going to blame it on something new, not COVID. They're going to have to because the fallout's going to be so immense. So many people are going to get sick from these fucking death shots. Mm, exactly. But what actually might surprise you is this thing you actually have heard of before. You have heard of HIV, except it's not just HIV. It's HIV, super strain. Super strain. Jacked up like you've never seen it before. It's like the Popeye of HIV. It's had its <laughs> spinach in the morning. <laughs> I thought that there was actually a slight 
reason to put out the emergency broadcast because what we were discussing is that people now, bearing in mind HIV is a lot more <laughs> dangerous than COVID-19. Slightly. Little bit. Is that people could get actually very sick and fast if, from what the news reports have been putting out in the last week, this has the feeling this could snowball really quick. And I get this horrible feeling that once again, there'll be people out there turning to the false prophets of people like the WHO, funded by the Rockefellers, or the Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation, looking for the money, or the solutions, or the vaccines, or whatever they be, out of the darkness. Oh, they got us there before. You know, we put our faith in them. Are you going to trust these people again? Yeah, it's mRNA that's got us into this mess, and now the, the answer they're going to provide, I guarantee it, is more mRNA. Yeah. We have talked about this in an earlier episode about the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu way back in 1917. This was the real pandemic and it was a hundred years ago. Yeah, but was it caused by the vaccination program? Because it happened yeah, it, right uh, after it. Everyone was fine. Then they got these vaccines. So were the soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly they're all getting ill. It's getting blamed on something brand new called the Spanish flu. No proof that that ever existed, let, let alone come from Spain. No. Although there was a lot of hidden evidence about the cocktail of the vaccine they were giving these soldiers. But, the, you know, the point is, is that they never fully addressed that. We've never really got to the bottom of who was responsible for making all those people sick and therefore occurring the pandemic that killed something like 33 million people on this planet. And really... These people that are behind this, they've got no imaginations. They're not creative. And they do the same plays again and again and again. They've got one playbook. Mm. It's like every false flag event from 9-11 to Pearl Harbor to the Gulf of Tonkin. They're all essentially the same. And it's the same with this. It's the same with Spanish flu. I'm even looking back at the AIDS crisis in the 80s now thinking, well, what was that all really about? Because I'm re-watching stuff to do with Fauci and Kerry Mullis and yeah. everything that was going on. And it was like, was this also based on false positives from the misuse of a test? Was this also to get rid of a certain minority or blame everything on a certain minority? The point is they have a playbook and they use the same plays over and over again. And this is literally just history repeating itself. Everyone that's been part of this movement has pretty much said since the beginning... Don't get these vaccines. If you do, something dreadful is going to happen in the not-too-distant future. The powers that be are probably going to blame it on something else, a new virus or whatever, but it won't be. It'll be the jabs. Now it's happening. It's happening in real time. Or literally, it's just about to break. And look when it is breaking. Like when we discussed in the previous episode with Neil, it's breaking in February. It's so close to the dates that we were talking about, the 22nd of the 2nd of 2022. Yeah. Neil got that right there. There's and a lot of stuff happening at the moment and in is, February. And there's stuff in motion. Like you could feel it when he was talking to us. Yeah. He was trying to tell us, guys, there's there's something yeah. in motion here. And there's big stuff going on in the background at the moment too. Like there's this really worrying criminal justice bill, would yeah. you call it, being passed in America at the moment, redefining what it means to be a terrorist and a domestic terrorist, which is now including people in the conspiracy theory community or even people just in the alternative media how like long, your joe rogan joe rogan's i mean yeah. how long before joe is now like domestic terrorists terrorist. well before he was controversial now he's putting out extremist content how long before he's a domestic terrorist not long 
Not now they're changing this bill and saying that they're literally reframing people spreading alternative news, questioning the official narrative as literally terrorists. Not long at all. It's here already. And this is another huge thing happening this month in February. Behind the scenes, it's a quiet one. It's kind of just, oh, we just changed the bill. Just just to let you know that anything that we deem as mis, mal or disinformation, that's anything that they judge. Yeah. What about happened to the... It's free- now terrorism. Freedom of speech, your freedom of your opinion or to feel a certain way. Yeah, we're going to hijack that. There is a, an important man who actually plays into this puzzle, a bit like how Kerry Mullis played into... Well, the invention of the PCR test, but obviously he's no longer with us to show us how that test that he sort of helped invent has been been abused. Well, we have a similar case with what might be argued as the guy who first or or helped discover the AIDS virus or the HIV virus, and that was Luc Montague. Now, this is a French virologist. He was a joint recipient uh, with Francois Barsinussi and Harold Zahulsen. And it was actually for the 2008 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine. And it was for his discovery of the human immunodeficiency virus, HIV. Now, this guy probably was considered the grandfather of the work that gone into how we perceive or look at HIV as a virus, how it affects the body. We know about the stuff with the CDT count, your white blood cell count, how it can drop it from 1,200 to like five. And, you know, that is makes a common cold kill you in basically two weeks. So this guy was quite important to the field. He really was. Now, interestingly, this gentleman has just died. Just like Kerry Mullis then. Just before pandemic one, as Bill Gates would put it, yeah. kicked off. This guy, who was quite outspoken. He was, out, he was he's 89 years old. Now, he was old, but this guy was still cognitive. And he was known, unfortunately, to be what they call the crank. And now, a lot of people had refuted or disputed a lot of his scientific claims in the field. I don't want to say he became a renegade of the field, but a lot of people didn't... He didn't have a lot of credibility. A lot lot of people said the stuff that he was saying about the pandemic because he actually said that he believed that COVID-19 wasn't real. He said that. He did... Was he outspoken for that? He did say that, Luke Montague. So you could imagine a lot of his peers, I can be sure, were not impressed with those words. Bear in mind, he is a virologist. We're talking about the guy who's helped discover, fully discover and put all the work into the papers on HIV. So surely some of his peers must have been like, why are you coming out with this nonsense? Bear in mind, we know a lot of people in the field are paid up and bought by the cabal. And there's NDs, like non-disclosure, signed by anyone pretty much not to talk about this. But he, obviously, feeling the way he felt, was outspoken and did say he didn't believe COVID-19. And also, I'm pretty sure, right, that he's come out and said before dying that anyone that has had two jabs or a booster should go out and get a test for HIV and they might be surprised what the result is. So you can see why... The powers that be would want this guy out of the picture. Well, another thing that he was outspoken on was mRNA technology. I mean, I'd like to see what Mr. Montague, or Dr. Montague, would say about Moderna building an mRNA vaccine for HIV. I'm sure he'd be highly outspoken. But just like you said, just like the whole thing with Kerry Munnis. Yeah, he's not here now. He's not here now. And this is the person, I'm sure, 
if there was a lot of questions you wanted to ask, this is the guy that you'd want to ask them. Yeah, his word would carry a lot of weight, so it would it would be a problem. It's early. I'd like to put this early days. We haven't been told in the media yet, or it hasn't been released how uh, Montague had died, but we should probably find that out very soon. It was a heart attack. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> like you say, it hasn't really broke yet. But just to read some headlines, and this is from like mainstream newspapers here. So from the Metro, as we mentioned before. Yeah, the Metro said coronavirus has a HIV-like mutation. Love that word, don't they? Mutation. Which helps it to attack human cells, scientists claim. Here's one from the New York Post. Some COVID-19 vaccines could increase risk of HIV, researchers warn. Mm -hmm. Forbes, researchers warned some COVID-19 vaccines could increase risk of HIV infection. Yeah, they did say that. Uh, You've got one from Australia here. Australia ends COVID-19 vaccine trials due to HIV antibody positives. That's strange. Another one from Britain's news channel. New HIV cases higher in heterosexual people than gay men for first time in a decade. We said that previously. This is obviously a relatively new thing. But you can see how it's already seeding out there through news headlines and articles. Prince Harry saying it, it was just a mouthpiece for anything to do with the agenda to enslave humanity. It fits the bill perfectly for a series of jabs that's going to affect the immune system and something to blame it on. Mm. This is it. This is the perfect thing for you to fucking blame every injury that happens from the, the jab. On. It is the Dr. Evil super villain's plan. We don't know. But judging from what we've seen recently in the news, if you put all the dots together, all this looks like is what we always said from the beginning. It was a fake pandemic. They will give you an experimental vaccine that will protect you against something as deadly as the common cold. Unfortunately, the technology in that vaccine, that mRNA vaccine, that's if you've got that one, because I do understand there is one out there that hasn't got it, but that not really, to mention placebo, the, saline, all the other things that the, the wheel of misfortune, as we were joking earlier. We have no idea what you could be getting in yeah. your jab. But what if it leads to a compromised immune system? More people will just be developing an immunodeficiency virus, such as HIV. In turn, that could be just more people now getting AIDS. It looks to me this is either set up for a lifetime dependency on HIV medication, or you just keep supplementing your mRNA technology. Each leading to billions of profits for pharmaceutical companies, complete medical tyranny and control over everyone, and a lot of sick people, that, like we said earlier when we were talking about this, aren't going to be protesting in the streets. No, not at all. They're going to be sick. And how the hospital was going to be coping. No wonder they didn't get rid of all the hospital staff. No wonder things feel like they're easing. No mm. wonder we've felt like, for the past however many weeks or months, like we're in the eye of the storm still. Something's not quite right. Everything's easing. But like Neil said in the previous episode, they can't start Pandemic 2 until Pandemic 1 is over. Now, we've obviously talked about Spanish flu being potentially the result of a vaccination programme gone wrong or gone right, if the purpose of it was to massively <laughs> cold the planet. <laughs> Depends how you look at it. But just to go back to the AIDS crisis of the 80s, there was a lot of talk at the time of this also being the result of something similar. 
On May the 11th, 1987, the London Times published an explosive article entitled Smallpox Vaccine Triggered AIDS Virus. That's pretty explosive, pretty sensational. The story suggests the smallpox eradication vaccination program sponsored by the WHO... Oh, you guys again! ...was responsible for unleashing AIDS in Africa. We've all heard about AIDS in Africa. Almost 100 million Africans living in Central Africa were inoculated by the World Health Organization. In the article, they put the case forward that the vax was responsible for awakening a dormant AIDS virus infection and advisor to the WHO admitted, now I believe the smallpox vaccine theory is the explanation for the explosion of AIDS in Africa. And I have heard that Bill Gates is banned in, I think it's up to 17 countries in that part of the world for his vaccination programs. I mean, you get the feeling that the third world was a testing ground in a lot of ways. Well, People were unaware of this. They no. think, oh, Bill Gates, great guy. They don't really know his reputation in other parts of the world. I'd be a little bit worried. A, a link between the WHO and an, an epidemic that is possibly wiping out millions of Africans. Now, at the time of all the controversy in the 80s, who was at the centre of it all again? Dr Fauci. Yeah, again. And you have to question why these highly suspect people who are completely unelected, although there's obviously people that are fully like mass formation psychosis, <laughs> they're like worship Fauci, but most sane people, they, we, we didn't elect these people, we loathe them universally. Why do they keep their positions? Yeah. It's obviously that we discussed in an earlier episode that they've proven themselves. You know, they're completely owned by the cult. Fauci has already proved himself and exposed himself as being corrupt, and I'd go as far as say pure evil, really, Yeah. by what he did in the AIDS pandemic. You know, Robert Kennedy's written a, a book called The Real Anthony Fauci, where <laughs> can the real Anthony Fauci please stand up? <laughs> That's what I thought. Eminem all over please stand it. Up. No, this like guy is like, you know, a dark guy. Robert Kennedy spilled the beans on him. It's all come out recently. Like he's funded these horrific experiments on dogs, on these beagles where he's put their heads into these cages and let uh, like flies, flesh-eating flies, like eat their faces alive. He cut out their vocal cords first so they couldn't scream. That was nice of him. Oh. Okay. You know, he's funded these horrific experiments. There's even talk of him funding experiments on like, orphaned kids. Like, this, this guy's like a demon. Well, we, Africa's a great hunting ground for lots of young orphans' children, that's for sure. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, you can see why they've experimented on the third world first because they're like they're more vulnerable we can come in we can be the saviors but we don't have to create something like they have with covid on this mass scale i'm doing the hands like bill gates no one can <laughs> see but <laughs> bill bill's inside of me this vision above the heavens i've been touched by the blessing of gates but you can see their grand plan yeah. is what i'm getting at now, Fauci's obviously under investigation for his investment into gain-of-function research, including at the Wuhan lab, and he's got caught lying so many times since the start of the pandemic alone. It's just a complete joke. But when you see this guy's history, you know, you realise that you, you literally cannot trust the word that this man says. But it wasn't just the fallout from the smallpox facts that was surrounded by controversy when 
Anthony Fauci was around. It was said that people were dying in droves from the AIDS treatment recommended and pushed by Fauci called ATZ. And they were dying from this treatment rather than AIDS. And again, in Dallas Buyers Club, we mentioned earlier, you can see how people were, were treated or should I say mistreated mm. during that time. They were literally killing people through mistreatment, just like in the COVID era. But you can see old photos at the time of the protests that were going on during this era and people holding up banners saying things like, Dr. Fauci, you're killing us. So, you know, again, you only have to look at the history to see the same patterns evolving in this case, even with the same people at the core of it, like Fauci. I mean, I do have to wonder if this does have almost a slightly Nazi feel about it. Hail Fauci! They try to get rid of, obviously, Jews, gays, people of any ethnic minority groups other than the pure iron race in World War II, because Hitler was just a fucking psychopath like that. But it feels to me that this feels like a Nazi agenda, the fact that Africa yeah, is right. a poor part of the world where a lot of people are impoverished. We won't know if they go missing or how many of them get killed from bad vaccines because it won't be mentioned on our news channels. We wouldn't know because they're rife with things like famine, poverty and war in so many places across the continent. It also reminds me of things like when they flooded the black ghettos of crack. They so kind of that's good. They're yeah. kind of trying to take out certain minorities. Like there's been a big thing in Britain where they've been saying, "Oh, certain ethnic minorities have not been taking the jab up," and you sort of think, "Well, yeah, that's because they have more of a distrust for authority and they have more of a knowledge of the past where actually people like them, mm. in their eyes, like have been taken out before in the past." Yeah. So it kind of makes you think like was a testing ground really before they did this on a worldwide scale which they're doing now so if pandemic 2 really is on the way and let's say for the sake of argument it's this new super strain of hiv we still could speculate at this point to everyone that's listening we don't know we have no proof definitive proof but this... no and to be fair they've been chucking out a load of other stuff as well i keep seeing stuff like new strain of ebola <laughs> yeah. the things cropping up all the time place yeah. your bets yeah place <laughs> your bets now could it be this could it be that we're saying that we think at the moment it looks likely to be this the point is pandemic 2 we would say is inevitably on its way have I got your attention now but this aside it's not hard to imagine a future where you're living under total medical tyranny and I know a lot of people will be like well you, you could argue that we're living under that already, but it, it could get so much worse because you just imagine that an mRNA vax is the answer to pandemic two, whether that's HIV or something else. And most people that have already been jabbed for COVID will probably get that. You know, they shit themselves about COVID. They're definitely going to shit themselves about something which is a lot oh, worse. Oh, yeah. HIV is going to rattle the flesh off the bones. So, yeah. So imagine a future where... You've already given up your bodily autonomy once. You've let them cross that line. You'll do it again. How long before that's going to move on to you can't board this flight because you've got HIV or you can't board this flight because you're prone to heart attacks or strokes or you can't board this flight. And I'm using flights as the example. This could go over the whole spectrum of things, yeah, right? Yeah. Your cholesterol is too high. Who knows? You are too fat to board. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside, if you had this 
health passport that went beyond COVID, it really mm. could be whether you were healthy or not healthy. And then suddenly it's, it's going it? to become a classist thing because if you're rich and you, ha- and you eat good food, only organic stuff, do yoga, Pilates, da, 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 you keep healthy. And then someone that's poor that eats crap food, their health counts way down. Suddenly it's like a classist thing. Yeah. As well as medical tyranny. Well, think how they sort of use classisms anyway. People living in impoverished areas are, oh, they only crap food. Yeah, but it's probably because they can only afford to shop at really cheap places. You know, they can't afford to buy the super expensive organic food over the waitress counter. And that's just the start of it as well, because it doesn't take too long to zoom out to a Hunger Games type society where actually most people are in that boat, whether you're working class or what was thought of as middle class, you're, you're all just impoverished compared mm. to the super rich corporations and the elite. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're literally living in a Hunger Games society. That is not in a too distant future when you're taking all of this on board. The point is, who wants to be discriminated against because of their health? No matter what it is, COVID or anything else. We don't tolerate that in our society and no one wants to live under medical tyranny unless they are so under mass formation psychosis that they've literally lost their minds. Welcome to the Darren Brow Show. (laughs) So they're already calling the health pass or the COVID pass or whatever you want to call it, the green pass. So even though it's supposed to be about the pandemic, whatever, you know it's going broader than the COVID jab because they're calling it a green pass. You know, you you think green, you think, oh, the environment, climate change. Natural, good, go green. Well, really, you're thinking more like this is going to be something to monitor my carbon footprint as well as my health and how environmentally friendly I am. All these things are going to be taken into account. Like a credit score system, your yeah. green pass. You know, it's not just going to be about health, is it? Your green pass is going to be, how green are you? Well, yeah, it's going to include your recycling. I smoke a lot of green. (laughs) Then I'd have quite a good green pass. (laughs) Yeah. Top marks. Oh, recycling. Oh, no, don't bother with that. It's the credit score system of that nature they want to get us into. You can tell. The credit score system manifested. No, but really, this is how tyranny works. It's a type of communism because it's really pushing this fake idea of like equality and everyone's doing their bit and making a sacrifice for a greater good. At the moment, it's COVID, but down the line, it's going to be climate change. Obviously, this never includes people at the top. Uh, the people at the top are like flying by private jet. They're going on massive yachts across the ocean. They don't give a shit about their far- carbon footprint, which is infinitely higher than ours, where, where I'm just stepping out my front door every day, taking my dog for a walk, going to the shop. My carbon footprint is zero. Man, you don't even drive. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Crikey, at least I drive. I'm a loser, baby. <laughs> no, I don't drive, but I live in London. Don't, don't try and shame me with that. Uh, you know, you don't live in the pressures of North London suburbia. <laughs> Welcome to suburbia. But it never includes people at the top. The people at the bottom will be like, I lost my job for COVID, my family. I got the jabs. And then I got HIV. I got the mRNA jab for that. I got the social credit score system. Now I'm sick, can't work. Hooked on mRNA and the metaverse like a smacker. <laughs> 
and I'm waiting for Prince Harry's to tell me next time I need a checkup. You need to go soon. You need it's to go a prostate soon. exam this week. Harry's told me I need to go and get a finger popped on me bum this Tuesday. He would hurt a little bit. It's equality, but in slavery. Everyone's equal in slavery, except the people, obviously, at the very top of the pyramid. That's true. It's the China regime we talked about in great depth in our previous episode, Chinese democracy. A technocratic, communistic, tyrannical regime that will now be even more amped up with the introduction of complete control through health as well as 24-7 monitoring, social credit score system and complete dependency on the state that we've talked about before. Mm. Another thing with tyranny, and this has been the same all throughout history, is... And it doesn't matter the fact that it's medical tyranny this time. I think a lot of people are hung up on, it's about your health. It doesn't matter the fact that it's medical tyranny. It's the same thing. Tyranny is tyranny. Exactly, yeah. But, you know, you give tyranny a little bit and it always wants more. It's power for the sake of power, just like a psychopath or, you know, narcissist. It's, It's power for the sake of power. Tyranny is psychopathic by its nature. So... Like the Terminator, it can't be reasoned with. It can't be stopped. It doesn't feel pity, or remorse, or pain. And it will not stop until you are dead. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> word, word for word, Carl Reese. I was waiting for the quote to end. I was like, whoa, whoa. Oh, well, it was a brilliant <laughs> film. So speaking of tyrannical governments acting like the Terminator, Trudeau is responding to the convoy of truckers with like these emergency war oh yeah, yeah restrictions and i mean this is news to us i mean this has had to go into the emergency this broadcast. has never been enacted on the canadian public ever before you know you've got wars in the past then you've got this trucker convoy there's scenes of like bouncing castles yeah. and stuff he's like really and, well look at the support that they got They've got a, a hell of a lot of support. The convoy is just stretching longer and longer, like you said and shown me the pictures. Like, it's crazy. So, well, it's a complete contradiction because, on one hand, he was trying to frame it as a fringe thing, mm. but then now he's enacting these emergency war policies. Yeah. So it's like, so which is it, Trudeau? Is it a fringe thing? It doesn't represent the Canadian people. It's nothing. Ignore it. Yeah. Oh, but now you're putting these emergency measures in place. The frightening part was is the measures he's putting in. This sounds like the Terminator himself acting. Trudeau with his, like, laser vision. How, oh. how can I affect families who are participating in this convoy? And now he's enacting his Terminator powers and freezing bank accounts of people that have been donating to this trucker convoy and even people on the convoy themselves. So you're like... Whoa, hang on a minute. This is full on like Kim Jong Un, like dictatorship. Like you're freezing <laughs> people's bank accounts that are participating in this resistance against the mandates. Like, what? what the hell is going on here? This is a full on dictatorship. Especially if you're freezing those bank accounts in the middle of winter, and in case anyone doesn't know, it's pretty cold in Canada. I can imagine if you can't have heating in your house, you literally could freeze to death. Yeah, right. So that, to me, sounds like a narcissistic psychopath almost committing genocide on his own population. Another kind of genocide. Another kind. Like a Soviet kind of genocide. 
And yet again, like we discussed before, Israel is the most jabbed place on planet Earth with four jabs and counting. And in Israel, they've shut off people's bank accounts and they've shut off people's phone contracts. So they can't even make phone calls. So if they haven't been vaccinated, if they're opposing this regime, suddenly they find themselves not only with a frozen bank account, but frozen phone. They suddenly can't make calls. Their phone contracts. Breakdown of communication. Communication breakdown. It's always the same. So I guess it's more important than ever right now to keep on holding the line, keep pushing back, because clearly the more humanity pushes back, the more the powers that be have to back off. Once again, in my eyes, proving that this is not about health, it's about tyranny and what the powers that be think that they can get away with. But over time, what's truly behind this whole agenda will have to reveal itself. Tyranny can only stay hidden for so long, and as things get more extreme and more ludicrous, it will be impossible for people to deny Pandemic 2 is definitely something that we need to have our eye on. And as we've broken down, we feel like, given the warning from Bill Gates about Pandemic 2 getting our attention all that time ago, and now the rapidly increasing deaths from everything from cancer and strokes to heart attacks and this new AIDS strain, particularly in the most jab places on planet Earth, it looks like a real possibility that, at this point, that Pandemic 2 is just around the corner. Everything that we're hearing seems to correlate with the type of warnings that the likes of Robert Malone and Mike Yeadon have given us involving compromised immune systems from the very start of this. And we can't just ignore what's happening literally in the case with things like football and the players collapsing on the field right in front of our faces. This is not normal. It's not normal that they're trying to normalise strokes and heart attacks in kids. It's not normal that there's been the biggest spike in AIDS for 40 years corresponding exactly with the rollout of the jab in places like the Netherlands. We have to have the ability to take a step back, look at the picture as a whole and start connecting the dots. This is going to be an important month in February as well as the ominous date, the 22nd of the 2nd, 2022, where we've discussed with Neil, we think something might happen on that day. And just because things are quiet, it doesn't mean that there's not major things occurring, whether that's these emergency bills being passed or war measures, if you live in Canada, or things in the background that haven't even revealed themselves yet. In the meantime, we have to continue to speak our truth as loudly as possible against all the injustices going on all over the world, not just in our own countries, and continue resisting tyranny in all its forms and pushing back on any rules, regulations or mandates that they chuck at us. We don't want to live in fear, obviously, but we don't want to get lulled into a false sense of security either, as things are far from over. And in many ways, our fight is just beginning. hope you enjoyed that episode of the schism we've got plenty more episodes on the way in the meantime follow us on our instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies